Welcome to the Perth Roundtable, where we bring together our team to discuss and share their unique perspectives and insights on various topics related to powerlifting. Whether you're an athlete looking to improve your performance or a coach looking to gain insight and understanding, our podcast segments will offer valuable information and viewpoints from the team at Perth to help you reach your full potential. So come and join us as we explore the world of performance with our team on the Perth Roundtable. Welcome to another episode of the Roundtable. And as we're beginning to get into the holiday season, I think this episode is going to be really fitting for a lot of people um, who are deciding to take that holiday break. And when things start to happen, we could talk about what to expect when you do take a bit of training off or even the struggle when you are trying to fit training in during this holiday period. So I guess let's open things up. Um, what you can expect if you do take time off of training, right? Because for the most of us, holidays is generally the busiest time of the year. You know, you've got family commitments, friend commitments, and I think time is the the valuable asset that starts to get um, shorter and shorter, right? And sometimes for some people, depending on how much they value training, training becomes the thing that needs to um, fall to the wayside, right? Um, what kind of experience have you guys seen in terms of, you know, what you've experienced in the past, both yourselves and what you've seen in previous years when it comes to holiday periods? I guess like everyone's going to be a little bit different depending on, like you said, their commitment to training. So I guess if you are wanting to change your training around, being able to communicate that early to your coach and then you can kind of develop a plan from there rather than, um, you know, not communicating and then things kind of falling through and then, your coach trying to look at your training and be like, what's going on, but not being not sure what's going on. So being able to be on the same page as your coach, I think is really important. That way you can kind of navigate it easily um, and reduce the stress that the unnecessary stress that um, comes with this time of the year, I guess. Yeah. Dave, anything to add there? Yeah, I guess like the way that I kind of look at things is basically you touched on it briefly as well, but it's sort of like how important training is to you. Um, once you sort of decide that, you can start breaking things up to, into like, I guess, non-negotiables and sort of like what becomes flexible. So if you're someone that says like training is a must, I'm going to get everything done no matter what, then you're going to be shifting your um, your holiday plans, your family plans around your training and not the other way around, most likely. Um, but then it starts to sort of go down in tiers. So you might be like, okay, like I'm definitely still going to hit all my training, um, but maybe I'm just not going to do all my extra bodybuilding work um, just for this week between Christmas and New Year's, just because I don't have the time. Um, so looking at what's non-negotiable. So maybe it's like, okay, I'm going to go do my squat and bench and my rows, but I'm going to, you know, maybe skip out on the, the, you know, the light raises and the bicep curls because, you know, granny's got a, a lunch on today or whatever. So I think it comes down to like, you know, what you want out of your training, how seriously you take it and then finding a way to work around that. So whether it's changing the sessions like that, where you cut out accessories or maybe it's merging days together. So if you have a squat only day and a bench only day, you know, instead of training five or six days a week, it's like, cool, let's train three or four, still get all your frequency done of your lifts. Um, but maybe it's just different training days. You've sort of blended them together. Um, and then that's sort of like your compromise there as you still get training in, um, but it's less time, less days, um, that sort of thing. So those are sort of like my my general approaches is 
figuring out what you want, whether it's, you know, you'll find a sack training or no training sacked at all. And then from there, devise a plan around, you know, what your negotiables are and what your non-negotiables are, and then sort of set up, um, you know, a way to get that done. Yeah, you cover that really well. And I think it um, it's easier when you are coming from that place where you are committed to training. Um, but obviously not everyone's like that, right? And I think us as coaches, it's our job to kind of get everyone through this period um, as best as possible. Um, for those that are still committed to training in the past, I think one logistical challenge um, that poses a threat is like, all right, I'm committed to training. I still want to do it. But then you find out that your gyms aren't even open, right? So during this period of time, pending what kind of gym you're from, whether it's like a community-based gym, private gym, sometimes those they might not be open during that period of time. So it's very well worth thinking of, you know, where am I at? What's the opening hours of this place so I can still get my work in? Um, and if not, you really need a plan ahead to be able to find a place that you can train. Um, I, for one, have found um, in the past, there's been periods of time where it's like I didn't have access to that and it then screwed with my training on the day. But it's very helpful to have those 24-hour kind of gyms where you can just go in whenever you want and do that, right? I think um, us being in powerlifting gyms for a lot of our time, we kind of take that for granted. Um, but if you are coming from a situation where, you know, you do need to think ahead logistically, um, that's really important as well. Yeah, I think as well, like, if you are someone that keeps consistent training days, actually changing the days is not the end of the world, especially if you're not like in a comp prep or anything like that. Just being able to auto-regulate, I guess, either side of um, the days that you may need to change and everything will be fine. Like, yeah, I guess just not stressing out that you have to, you know, make some small changes um, and everything, yeah, will end up being fine. Yeah. I want to play around a bit and let's, I think we've got this picture of, um, someone in our mind who's, you know, got this balance and they've got commitments. I want to kind of take it to the extreme and you've got someone who either A, is fully committed to training and is willing to do whatever. And I've been in that similar position before where it's like, like they've touched on family commitments, kind of get pushed to the wayside. Um, and I guess the feelings that come with that for me, especially used to be like a lot of guilt training, things like that. And then you've also got the other camp where it's like, you know, perhaps, other things take precedence where you're going on holiday with family. They don't have um, a, a spot to train at, right? So we could kind of discuss what kind of goes through the minds of like these two types of um, commitment levels. Starting off with the the camp where, you know, you are a bit more committed to training and it is serious. You might have a competition that's coming up in, a, in four weeks or so, right? Um, you never know. And I think during this period of time, it's especially easy to get caught up um, feeling guilty when you do feel like you want to commit to training, especially because like, you know, everyone's gathering around and it's a, it's a public agreement that it's like, you know, this time's very closely associated with, um, family time, friend time, right. And you're taking away from that. I think when, if you are in this situation, it's important to be grateful that it's like, you're privileged enough to be in this position where you can still push in a competition and you're you know, training for something, right? Um, it's something that's temporary. And if it matters to you, um, you know, you need to get the work done. Um, but it's just being grateful that there is this, there is this avenue that you can push it. And despite feeling guilty, 
um, you know, that that's almost inevitable in this situation. Um, but I think, you know, when all's said and done, you're you're hopefully still going to have family, friends around you that love you. So, you know, as long as you've got that in mind so that it doesn't put you in a spiral, I think that's really helpful for those kind of people in that camp. I think that being able to communicate to like your family and friends early and let them know that like this is something that's really important to you and like you have this commitment so they should then have respect for you to go and do that and then it kind of takes the stress off you rather than being like oh I need to go and do this even though you know I I should be you know with family or friends if they already know that this is something that you're doing and they can respect that then there shouldn't be an issue I guess yeah yeah to that as well I guess there is like there is a middle ground or there is like a way that you can compromise as well so if you train you know 12 till 3 or something like that during the middle of the day you don't have to continue training at 12 till 3 you can still get your training done whether that's before the event or after the event or whatever the case may be you can make compromises yourself while still sticking to your training, whether it's, you know, same days, not missing a session, not missing an exercise. It might just be that, okay, instead of training at 12 in the you know middle of the day, you wake up, you go train at seven or whatever. And then, you know, nothing's really changed. You just have to train a little bit earlier and, you know, maybe you have less food or water in you, but that's a small compromise that you can make that still lets you get all your training done, you know, stick to your competition plan, all that sort of stuff. Um, but still have, you know, time for family and, you know, the events that you want to get to, that sort of stuff. Yeah, well said. And I guess we could kind of play around with the other end of the extreme, right? What to expect if you are taking just straight off cessation of training for out of the gym, right? Um, For these kinds of people, it's kind of normal to expect that when you do come back, there is going to be that detraining period. Um, Training is going to feel a little bit rougher than where you left off, no matter you know, whether you ended on PRs and you pushed it really hard or, you know, you were kind of just cruising through, then you had a break. So, and I think this kind of applies generally for whenever anyone takes time off, right? Like for yourself, Leanne, you took some time off after Romania, is that correct? Uh, Yeah, I had about two weeks off. So it definitely took some time to regain the momentum um, into training. Like when I got under the bar the first time after two weeks, it was like, well, this feels really heavy. And I guess that's normal. So just being able to have patience with it rather than just like trying to load up, you know, what you were hitting, you know, a few weeks ago or whatever, just, yeah, let it kind of come back slowly um, and, yeah, not forcing load onto the bar. Yeah, I think it's really, I guess it's difficult accepting that it's like, I can't believe this has happened. (laughs) I can't believe this is (laughs) happening, right? Um, And I, for one, can imagine for myself, like, I'm really stubborn in that sense. So it's like, man, I can't believe I've gotten so much weaker. But it does come back quicker than the time it took for you to gain it in the first place. I guess then um, we could also talk about the things that also kind of happen during this holiday period, whether that's like eating a bit more, um, you're moving more or less, and how that can kind of play a part. I know, obviously, Shania is not here. so. as as coaches, we could kind of paint with a broader stroke, but obviously if activity level is changing, food options are changing as well. What do you guys kind of picture happening in terms of training and whether that's, um, I guess, even important or something that you need to consider? 
Okay. I guess, I guess like, yeah, you go. Sorry. Okay. I, I think we're probably going to say the same thing maybe. So um, something around the lines of like where my head goes immediately is, do you have a competition coming up and is making weight an issue? Um, if so, you're going to have to be a lot more strict with, you know, making sure your nutrition is still in check. So not, you know, overeating and maybe making more sensible choices. Like, you know, if you're at a family Christmas lunch or whatever, and there's four desserts, it's like, cool. You don't have to have every dessert. dude. That's fine. Um, just small things like that would be like the first thing I would look at is, is weight an issue? Are you competing soon? Etc. And then after that, I'm just going to be thinking about, okay, this is, you know, one time a year. I'm not going to stress about it too much. I don't think, you know, you should either um like provided you're not you know going overboard and completely throwing things out the window and you know your protein goes down to like 50 grams a day or whatever the case may be like as long as you're not an idiot about it then i'm saying that's fine it's only going to be you know a couple events and then it's going to be back to normal in the new year again anyway and if you have put on a little bit of weight over christmas you know it's fairly easy to hop into a small deficit in the new year and just get right back to where you were and you know you're pretty much you know back to baseline and all as well. Um, so again, I probably think that it lines up with training. So if you are eating the extra calories and potentially putting on weight, you know, you can probably use that to your advantage if you are still training around this time of year. And then if you're not, you're probably going to just be enjoying yourself regardless. So don't make yourself feel guilty, um, you know, for eating food around this Christmas time, um, because it is going to be fairly easy just to sort of, you know, strip that back uh, in the new year when you've got the time to do so. Yeah. yeah, if you're I someone think... that's bulking, if you're bulking, like use it. It's yeah. so much easier because <laughs> there's right in front of you rather than having to like force it and it's all delicious. So, yeah, and then your training is going to feel great as well. So it's kind of a win-win. Yeah, at some point you could also use the holidays to your advantage. People that are in a surplus, it's like you're you're cheering. <laughs> Go crazy. Yeah. I think Shania pointed out in a post not too long ago, like I think this thinking of all or nothing is really important as well right and mm -hmm. i think that's where most of the problems come from that we've been discussing here it's like struggling to find this middle ground where you can compromise between your own commitments to training and it's very individual to you and it's important to you and trying to um, reconcile it with family time and friend time right um but like dave touched on and i think this might recap things but it's like you know, if you can find this compromise, it's going to be a temporary period of time in the year. It's not always going to be like this, right? And especially for those that train 52 weeks a year and they're heavily committed, one week of extra food slash surplus slash time pressure isn't going to make or break a prep, right? And even, even for those that are in that short window where they are close to a competition, I think they're the ones that, um, I guess you could say have like the highest risk of possible adverse effects. But that being said, as long as you plan ahead and acknowledge what kind of pressures are coming at you when you are going through this period of time, um, you'll be able to get through it without too much of a dramatic effect. Yeah. There's workarounds, right? Like just go for a walk. Like, you know, you might be at, you know, someone's house as a backyard, go for a walk at your steps up. You can, slightly offset some of that food if you keep your activity up so instead of just lounging around all day on the couch or whatever watching the cricket if that's what you're into then you can sort of you know take active um measures and approaches to start trying to i guess 
you know, even out, even out things, um, you know, that might be swinging one way on the pendulum. Yeah, for sure. I think the more years that like you're powerlifting, the easier it becomes to managing like this time of the year as well. So it's like, you know, the first time, whether like you're, you've started with a coach this year or first year in powerlifting, it might feel like a bit daunting because like you're so used to structure. And then now it's like this time of the year, there's less structure, which can sometimes be like quite scary for some people. Um, so yeah, that you get better at managing it for sure. Like you figure out strategies that work best for you. Yeah. I could definitely add to that, um, from personal experience, like past what couple years or a few years ago I remember like I'd leave family events halfway through because it was like I need to start training now and uh looking back I think not that I would have changed anything but that's all I would have known right like sticking to the structure getting the training in because I know that's what makes me strong but that's opened up like what I actually value as well aside from just powerlifting you know um we are all human and that's okay but at the same time, as I've started to notice the rhythm of like what this situation needs, which is like actual time management skills around those events that pop up, that's where things get less stressful unnecessarily. But yeah, I think we'll wrap things up. Um, this will be coming around holiday time. So happy holidays, everyone. Stay safe. And um, if you have listened to this, hopefully you do apply some of these things. So then, you know, stress is down, training's up, and you enjoy time with family and friends. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Thank you.